0: You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Bill Handel. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Handel.
1: All right, KFI Handel here. And uh, good morning. Uh, And before we get to... uh, do they have a case with Wayne? I, I asked Alex to uh, give me a background real quickly on what happens uh, with the Supreme Court nominees and how do they stay secret. And especially when you have the four going down this morning in terms of who do we know and we don't yet. So uh, what happens? Well, first of all, Trump is not the only president to uh, reveal the Supreme Court nominee at the last moment. And as I said, it's usually right there. What we find out is when the nominee is right next to the president. Uh, Actually, there are, well, to avoid press attention and uh, leaks, for example, uh, Bill Clinton asked Ruth Bader Ginsburg to come to the White House on a weekend, come in through the back door for the interview, and then go to the private residence on the second floor, and the interview was not in the Oval Office. Uh, And there are other ways of doing this. Uh, President Reagan's former chief of staff points out there's a tunnel from the Treasury Department next door and an entrance through the Eisenhower executive office building where the staff have their offices. And so and I told you about the secret uh, travels, Uh, Samuel Alito, his visit to the White House. It was a car. There was a weekend visit uh, checking into a downtown hotel Uh, going to a particular corner at a particular time, waiting for a car to pull up. I mean, flashing the headlights a couple of times. Oh, it was crazy. He said, I felt like a spy. Uh, And uh, uh, Sonia Sonia, Meyer, somewhat uh, the same thing. Uh, The president said, don't take a plane to Washington. They didn't want to recognize. And uh, so uh, it was just total crazy how uh, they went ahead and, uh, and we're we're secretly put in. Now this one, uh, Trump's going to take it to a whole new level. He is taking it to an entire new level. You are, if all four potential nominees are in Washington right now, there are four people in Groucho masks that are now walking around Washington D.C. Uh, I like your your theory is that he has already decided. I think but so, ha- have-
0: but but that he may not have told them which one yet
1: Uh, well if they're all in washington yeah uh because it's there well we're still only nine hours away and what happens if there is some screw-up with travel a plane is delayed so i don't know uh, how it goes um clarence thomas traveled in a government plane uh through andrews but uh and but everybody knew most of the time most of the uh most of the justices are known all right. This is terrific stuff. We'll see what happens. It's I wish just, people could see your face right now. You really are very oh, excited I love this. about this oh, whole Oh, I love thing. this. The whole secrecy, the drama. I love it. Okay, now, uh, handle uh, or do they have a case? Wayne Resnick researches. I don't know what the cases are. You hear it the same time I do. And it's either a case that is about to be determined, has not yet been ruled on, or the appeals court is hearing it, or the appeals court has already ruled. All right, here we go. And uh, just so you know, we have three cases in a
0: row all about judges. Okay. The first one, uh, it's a criminal trial, and it almost doesn't matter what the crime is, although you might find it interesting. It's a woman who owned an adoption agency, and she was allegedly matching multiple families to the same mother to get money from all the different families, and there's really only one baby available. Anyway, so... As happens in a lot of criminal cases, uh, you have discovery, of course. And sometimes, you know, the prosecutors turn over stuff kind of late in the game, even at the last minute. And sometimes this is perfectly harmless. They didn't have it. Like, we got this this morning. Here, you can have it tonight. Well, the trial is tomorrow. Well, we didn't even have it till this morning. So there were several instances where discovery was coming late to the defense. And they had a bunch of hearings about it. And uh, the judge ultimately, after too many of these, dismissed the indictment. Now, it probably would have not even been appealed, except for one thing that the judge said. At one point, he said to the prosecutor, who's a woman, you're supposed to know what you're doing. You're supposed to be the one thinking of stuff. That's okay. And then he said, it was a lot simpler when you guys wore dark suits, white shirts, and navy ties. We didn't let girls do it in the old days. So the government appealed the dismissing of the indictment, saying, he shouldn't have dismissed this. He's sexist. Look what this. Yeah. Look what he said to this female prosecutor. What? But there were multiple times when discovery was provided right. late. So, what do you think the appeals court said here about this judge and him dismissing the indictment?
1: All right. So, uh here's the simple logic, but you never know what an appeals court's going to say. Uh have had they dismissed it based on the multiple times that was an excessive number of times that's legitimate. Dismissing it just because the judge talked about when we had guys here, uh it was much better. I don't think that's enough of a connection to establish that's why the judge went that way and the ruling against the government based on or even partially based on his sexist attitude you can be sexist and not have any problem with uh, the underlying law that's how i rule oh i t- turned it the wrong way do it again here we go uh that's how i would rule but if the ru- court ruled the other way it's the guys in the robes overturned and case reassigned to another judge. Jeez. See they that, did not like that. I understand at they didn't all. like. Was there any this uh, any conversation about the nexus here?
0: Well, what they said was that it was obviously this attitude that he had that made him biased about how bad these violations were.
1: See, I don't I, I don't see the connection. I really don't. Uh, him just simply saying it was better when the guys had the suits and it was better when men doing that. Okay. So what? That doesn't under, I think the same thing would have happened. Uh, if it, it have been a guy and he just wouldn't have said that. It's hard to know, though, absolutely. whether he because
0: it was a woman, whether he felt that what she was no, doing understand. was even worse. No, or, I, or,
1: I get it. No, I understand. Yeah. Where the, but I just don't know how, how the judge made that connection yeah. other than the justices wanted to make that connection. Probably. They probably
0: like, wanted to send a message yeah, that you can't talk like that from the bench.
1: Yeah. And that's the problem with society today. They let women be judges they let, they let women be lawyers. They let women fly an air, pilots. Handle. They do? Oh yeah. <laughs> let me oh, let me tell you how depressing it is when you see a woman pilot get on an airplane. You go, oh god, especially I'm okay with the co pilots. I mean that's but four
0: stripes? Uh when you go to a fine restaurant, is it is it you don't want the head chef to be a man, but it's okay if like the pastry chef is a woman? Yes.
1: God, I hope if he ever gets held off the flight, it's a female pilot. Because baking is Uh, a woman's job. I knew he was going to say that. It's okay if they're in the kitchen. This would be a Uh. great time to take Uh. a little break. Why don't we do that? Jennifer. Yeah. I found my way, right time, wrong place, as I fled my Uh, we finish handle. Well, actually, we finish uh, Do They Have a Case with Wayne Resnick. Big stories that we're covering, of course, the Thai rescue. And towards the end of the day, I think we are going to hear the great news that all have been rescued the last five. And also, yeah, fingers crossed. That's right, Wayne. And uh, tonight at 6 o'clock, the announcement, who is going to be the new SCOTUS. Do you have a, a – are you pulling for somebody that no. you'd like to see? No, because it's uh, – I no. They're all it's. They're all super conservative. It's going to change the court for the next generation. I'm not in love with anybody. I think uh, that Amy Bartlett, I think is her name is the best looking one by a long shot. They're actually all pretty good looking. Have you noticed that? There was a, there, there was aren't a, any really ugly, ugly uh, justices.
0: There was an article. Specifically analyzing the fact that Donald Trump really factors physical appearance Maybe. into a lot of his decisions about people. They're
1: all yes. When you think of all the heads and Gorsuch, yeah. When you think about the exactly when you think about the the department heads that he has named. I mean, Christine Nelson, very attractive woman. Uh, you've got uh, the uh, who else? There's a few other ones that don't come to, that uh, don't come to mind right now. But he likes good-looking people. All right. All right. Let's go on. All right. We got another judge here. uh, And he
0: it's a state judge who's suing the state Supreme Court in Arkansas because they said you can no longer have anything to do with any death penalty cases. Now, why would they say that? Well, let's talk about this judge. His name is Wendell Griffin. He was a Baptist minister before he was elected a judge. And his views on the death penalty started coming out uh, about a year and a half ago. He wrote a blog post and he said, premeditated and deliberate killing of defenseless persons, including defenseless persons who have been convicted of murder, is not morally justifiable. Then on Good Friday uh, of last year, he participated in an anti-death penalty rally at the Capitol. Then a prayer vigil outside the governor's mansion against the death penalty, and during this vigil, he laid down on a
1: cot. Oh yeah, that was to, I remember that case. You remember, remember that? The, yeah. To be, okay.
0: Now the same day, the very same day, a uh, drug distributor sued the state of Arkansas, which bought some of their drugs to use in executions. They sued the state and said, "Hey." We didn't know this is what you were going to do with them. And we want them back. And and the case went to this judge. He immediately issued a restraining order on the state. You can't use any of the drugs. So the attorney general went to the state Supreme Court and said, this guy cannot be hearing this case or any death penalty case because he is so on record as being so biased against the death penalty. So they said no more death. penalty." he sued them in federal court saying you violated my First
1: Amendment rights by doing this. Oh, he loses. He absolutely is. The bias is so obvious that it actually, you question whether he can even be objective in judging cases like that. And either way, it would have gone either way. Had he been so in favor of the death penalty, he would have gone to that extent because a judge has to be completely objective and cannot be uh, in the least bit biased, especially when you're dealing with a death penalty case. I think that even exacerbates the problem even more so. Judge loses. Yes,
0: the legal doctrine of U-R-S-O-L. Now, there's just two little things I'll add. They said all of the things you said, and they added two other things. They said, and by the way, nothing has actually happened to you. You still have your job. You still have your salary. Oh. Nothing well. really, what's really happened? They have basically changed You're assigned duties at your job. So what? what's the
1: harm to you? Right. No standing. Okay, we can do one more really quickly.
0: All right. Uh, Cop sees a guy walking down the street. There's two other guys with him. The guy that we're talking about is drunk. The other two are not drunk. They're walking down the street and he stops them and he says, hey, stop walking. The two guys stop. The drunk guy keeps walking for a little bit. He gets out of the car. The cop, he comes up to the guy. He pulls out his taser. The guy, then he says, show me your hands. The guy shows him his hands. Then he says, go back towards my car. The guy starts walking back towards his car. Then the guy turns around and he points to the house and he goes, oh, by the way, that's my house over there. The cop immediately tases him. No warning, no nothing. He gets sued. He says, qualified immunity on me. Did he get qualified immunity for tasing a guy with no warning who was stopped for a nonviolent misdemeanor, right. who was not fleeing or resisting, and who had just showed him that he had no weapons in his hands?
1: I would, at that point, say uh, yes. The cop was wrong, and the secret was, I believe, no weapons in his hands, and the cop already knew there was no weapon. Had the cop not known that he had no weapon, uh, and he just turned and started pointing, boom! It would have. Matter of fact, he probably would have been justified in shooting the guy. But at this point, cop is good. Well, cop is bad. Cop is wrong. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he's going to have to be sued uh, yes, on the marriage. Absolutely. The thing. Cop ah, is very, wrong. Yeah, all right. You're yeah. two for three today. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And the th- and the other and one. And the, the other, other one, one is one of those crazy. Yeah, it you know. was crazy. All right.